0: Welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. In the book, book of Matthew, chapter 21, starting in verse 12, it says Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who, brought, who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. He healed them. Somebody say, my house is a house of prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you tonight to move in a special way, to minister through your word, and that you would speak to every person, that we would draw closer to you like never before in the name of Jesus and everybody says Amen. you may be seated I don't know about you but how many? our church is a house of prayer how many believe that but I also want my life my home, my family to be a house of prayer as well I don't know about you but one of the things that I think that all of us can really grow in is in our prayer life, is in our prayer life, why, because prayer is the most powerful tool that you and I have, but it also seems to be one of the least used tools that we use, a lot of times we just use it as an emergency, when a trial or a storm, then we cry out to the Lord, right? And far too often we rely on programs, people, even personal efforts to accomplish what God has called us to do. But in reality, we need to start with what? Prayer. Someone shout prayer. So why is prayer so vital to the Christian, to you and I? Because prayer is the key that unlocks the storehouse of God's presence, power, and provision. Did you hear me? It's prayer that unlocks. someone shout unlocks. God's presence, God's power, and God's provision. God's presence. How many want the presence of the Lord to dwell with you at your home, wherever you may be? God's power to fill you, to empower you, and God's provision for your life. And I believe that God is waiting to pour out his power, to pour out his presence, to pour out his peace, his provision, his protection, if we make a commitment to pray. Somebody shall pray. And here's the thing about prayer. Prayer could be any time. It could be any place. And it, we could be going through any circumstance as long as we take time to pray. To seek the Lord. To be able to get a hold of God. Right? Did you know that it's more difficult to hold your breath than it is to breathe? Try to hold your breath right now. See how long you can hold it. And you ever notice though we never get tired from breathing, though? Though we breathe all the time, right? And some Christians are, some reason why some Christians are so spiritually tired is because they're holding the breath spiritually because they're not opening their hearts in prayer. So you're always, I'm tired. You ever talk to people like that? They're always tired. You ever ask, hey, how you doing? Tired. Hey, how are you doing? Tired. How's it going? Tired. They just woke up. I'm tired. It's 11 a.m. Tired. 2 p.m. Tired. You got some people tonight, how are you? Tired. They're always tired. It may be because they've been lacking that spiritual food, that spiritual fervor that God wants to give in their life through prayer. Because if you're not praying, then you're suffocating yourself, spiritually speaking. Are you hearing me? So what do we need to do? We need to, number one, plug in. Somebody shall plug in. You know, Jesus placed a high priority on prayer throughout his personal ministry. And over and over again, we see Jesus teaching about prayer. Matter of fact, the disciples, when they even recognized that Jesus was often praying, they asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. See, we need to, we want to have that desire to plug into God because we know that we want to have that intimate communion fellowship with God. That we want to know him. The Paul says that I may know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That I may know him. I think a lot of us say, man, I know God, but man, you don't even know your wife. How can we say we know God? Jeremiah puts it like this. It said, don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches, But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord. That I know God. What do you want to be known for? I don't know about you, but I want to be known that I know God. And that word know in the Hebrew means yada, meaning to have an intimate relationship with God, to be intimate. Like a man and a woman, when they're intimate, to have that type of intimacy, that's what God desires for you and I to have with him through prayer. That we're able to have an intimate relationship with God that you Know him that you know him and that you are filled by him because when you begin to understand and begin to know God all of a sudden God begins to move in your life because God doesn't need to get ready to get to work out to bless you he don't need to get to go out and, and, and be able to uh, uh, do something great so that he could bless you. No, God is ready to bless. He is ready to heal. He is ready to provide. He is ready. All you and I have to do is be able to seek the Lord. To understand that, hey, man, when I pray, things take place. Right? Prayer accomplishes things that you and I can accomplish in the natural. That's why it's so exciting when you look forward to prayer because you know, hey, man, God is gonna do something powerful in our life. Because we know that the, the power is not in the prayer itself, but the power is in the one who hears the prayer. That is God Almighty who hears your prayer. Prayer is asking, it's seeking, it's knocking. Asking, seeking, knocking, those are action words. Those are verbs. Those are constantly things that you and I are called to do. Here's the thing about it is that you never ask anybody who doesn't got what you want or what you need. You're not going to ask a homeless person for money, are you? Because you know they don't got none. You're going to ask somebody who you know who got money, hey, I know you got money, so can I borrow some money? Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, first John says this, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. You and I should have confidence that God hears our prayer. and that Not only does God hear our prayers, but God is able to answer our prayers. So the things that you've been praying for, the, the son, the daughter that you've been praying for, the, the trials, whatever it is, that you've got to have the confidence that God is able to provide, to meet, to heal, to deliver, to be able to do exactly what you've been able to pray, what you've been praying for. Somebody shall plug in. Secondly, you power up through prayer. Somebody say, Power up. Power up. You know, it was so crazy nowadays. It wasn't like this when I was growing up. One of the biggest things that people lose, but it's so important, is those little cords that connect to your phone. I don't know about you, but we have, in our family, we have a problem losing those things. I have a bunch of the boxes, right, but I don't don't have the cord. How many you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I have tons of boxes. I don't know what they're called, right, the charge box, right? I have all kinds of those, but the cord to it, to the box, to the phone, man, those things disappear left and right. Those things are constantly stolen. People come over my house and take, I don't know where they go. They're just constantly, gone, constantly on Amazon having to buy more cords, more cords, more cords. Why? Because those things are important, aren't they? What do they do? They charge up your phone. Now, you know all of us need to have our phone charged up. Some of you right now, you're like, yeah, I need one of those right now. I'm like at 2%. Those things are important. Now, if you have teenagers, especially when you're in, the, you're in the car and you only have one cord, that cord everybody's fighting over. Right? I get, no. And everybody, this is how we decide. Whoever has the lowest amount of energy. And we have toppers. I'm at 50%. No, I'm at 40%. I beat you. No, I'm at 20 And then, no, I'm at 2%. So we're like, oh, we have to give it to the person who has 2%. Right, let them charge you, and then we work into the next person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why is it so important? Because everybody wants to power up. See, when you pray, guess what happens? You power up. Ooh, Did you hear me? When you pray, you what? Power up. You receive God's strength. You receive God's grace. You receive God's spirit. All of a sudden, as you begin to pray, as you begin to get a hold of God, all of a sudden, something begins to take place in your life. All of a sudden, you're not the same person when you knelt down. You might have knelt down discouraged, distraught, dismayed, Uh, all like just worry but all of a sudden as you begin to pray and get a hold of God you get out of there somehow even though nothing changed externally but inside of you things took place all of a sudden you're not the same person when you first went down to pray you wake up victorious you wake up with peace you wake up with strength because why because God begins to power you up somebody shout power up shall power up up. Ephesians says it like this he says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works inside of us God wants to power you up in our verse that we read it says that Jesus entered the temple and he came to the outer courts which was a massive area of open space for people to come and pray. But rather of people praying, they were doing other things. They were selling stuff. And the outer courts they had been filled with merchants selling animals for people to purchase in order to sacrifice in the temple. So we read that Jesus drove out and overturned the tables. What was he doing? He was was removing the problem within the temple and placing prayer back into the center of the temple. He was getting things out of the way so that people can pray, so that people can power up. You know, there's things that can block your prayer life. One time I was driving, and as we drove... I parked, got gas, but for some reason I came back to my car. My car wouldn't start. And I'm not really a mechanic. So I didn't really know what to do. Luckily, you know, you're at a gas station. Some people are like prone to help. They, you know, hey, can I help? I'm like, please, I don't, I don't know what. I'm like looking at the car, trying to look at the wires, you know. I, uh, if you're like me, you just stare at the engine, hoping that something happens. That's what I do. I open it up. I jiggle a few wires, and I come back and I try to start it, but nothing happens. And then somebody comes, okay, everything okay? No, my car won't start. So then he came to try to see nothing, then he's looking, and he goes, because I know what the problem is. He goes into the gas station, he gets a can of Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. He comes back with it, he pours the can on the the soda on the battery of the connectors, He pours it on there. And all of a sudden, as he pours it on there, things start sizzling and all this stuff. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like tripping out. I'm like, man, that's pretty crazy. Coca-Cola is straight eating away all the corrosion. And you drink that stuff. (laughs) So then he goes to the car, and he turns the key. Boom, it turns on. I was like, whoa. I was like, man, I'm, I'm thinking this guy's a genius. This guy, he, this is before YouTube. This, YouTube wasn't even invented yet. So no, you, how YouTube, nothing I'm like, no, this is before. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, what did you do? And he goes, there was corrosion that was blocking the wires from receiving power from the battery to the car. I was like, whoa, explosion. I was like, oh, my God, what, wow, what a trip. And he goes, yeah, the soda has acid. So the acid in the soda Eats all the corrosion. I'm like, that. see, that's why I don't drink Coca-Cola. That reason why right there. What is it that's blocking God's power flowing through your life? What are the things in your life that's blocking God's power to flow through you? Because a lot of times you say, hey, pray, yeah, pray. So when was the last time you prayed? Wow, the thing is, you know, I work early. Okay, what about when you come home from work? Wow, the thing is, I'm tired. Okay, what about after you take a nap? Wow, the thing is, then I got to do this, and I got to do that. All of a sudden, if we look at our schedule, our schedule is so crowded that we don't have time to pray. And yet we all believe that prayer is the most powerful, the most important thing that you and I do. Am I right or wrong? It's probably the most important, most vital thing for a Christian to do, but yet, we hardly do it. And it's those things, whatever it may be, justifiable, blocks God's power from flowing through our life. I want to challenge you this year, in 2024, to remove those things that's blocking God's power to flow through you. Whatever it could be. You know it's fasting this week, right? And sometimes people are fasting, man, from food. But I would say some people need to fast from social media, Netflix, TV, right? Things that will distract you from getting a hold of God. Things that will draw you close to the Lord. Because all of a sudden, the Bible says that when He drove out those things in the in the uh, 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 the temple, what happened? The lame. The blind came and they were healed all of a sudden the temple became a powerhouse. See, that's what God wants to turn you into. He wants to turn you into a powerhouse so that when you go to your job, when you go to school, when you're there at Costco, wherever it may be, you're a powerhouse that God's power can flow through you so that you can pray for people, that you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You don't have to bring them to church necessarily. You could pray for them right there at the street corner. You could pray for them at at the gas station, and boom, God's power will flow through you, and all of a sudden, they're delivered, they're healed, they're set free. Why? Because you've been praying, you've been seeking God, you've been fasting, you've been in God's word, you've been worshiping. Oh, and God's power is flowing through your life, and you become a powerhouse wherever you may go. Look at you, and they say, I don't know about you, but I'm a powerhouse. Worship team make their way. I'm a powerhouse. Come on, tell someone, say, I'm I'm a powerhouse. Come on, tell someone, I'm a powerhouse. A channel of God's power that's flowing through my life. Oh, devil, you better watch out because I got the power of the Holy Ghost. I got the Spirit of God flowing through me. That's why I got to pray. That's why I'm seeking God. That's why I'm worshiping. That's why I'm not going to stop and quit praying because I know that God's power is going to flow through my life, into my family, into my marriage, into my ministry. Oh, I'm going to pray because God's power is flowing through my life. But you got to be honest. You got to be honest. What are the things that are blocking God's power that you need to drive out, that you need to remove? And I know you want to say, oh, my spouse. No. My kids. No. That's your ministry. Marriage is your ministry. Your family is your ministry. You, you have to look and say, what are the things I need to, that are really distractions? And If we're all honest, we could all, we all have things that were distracted that are not necessarily top priority. Right? Like I said, our phone is probably the number one distraction for all of us, for we're honest, for we're really honest, right, TV. But if we set time, set time, you, should, you know, I'm going to make, this is my time. I'm not going to mess with it. This is my time between me and the Lord. I, I, I tell my wife, she gets up and she starts talking, I'm sister, I need to pray. And she knows she lets me be. I' say, "Sorry, I need to pray. You don't, you don't want to know me if I'm not praying. You won't like me if I'm not praying. I get in the flesh. Ooh, I get negative. I get an attitude. Oh you, you won't like me if I'm not praying. You know, maybe one day you could go without all of a sudden if you make it a habit five days a week two weeks and then the only time you really praise when you come to church and all of a sudden it's not really that then you wonder why Oh, I'm tired oh I'm burnt out oh I'm in the flesh could it be because you're suffocating yourself, spiritually speaking, by not praying. See, you and I, we have to make it a delight this year to set a time. Look at your set of time. I, I know what, I, I, I'm an early person. So I wake up in the morning early to pray. Now, maybe you're not an early person. Maybe you're like, ah, the morning's the devil, that's okay. That's cool for you. You maybe you're a late night person. You know who's like that? Ray Borella, right here. This dude is a night owl. You could call him like at midnight, and the dude, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm right here. All of a sudden, he's like wired up. I'm like, bro, that's too late for me, right? You set your t- you you make the, you set your time as far as when you're gonna go to Holy Ghost, guys. It's not like really like you have to wake up early to pray that you're more holy. I'm not more holier than Ray because I pray in the morning. And he prays that. No, no. The point is, is that you what? Pray. Here's the second thing. Don't get so caught up on how long you pray. Don't be religious. Oh, I prayed for an hour, brother. Really. Amen. 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 That's all you pray the whole time, for a whole hour that's not real prayer some people get caught up but you're just saying gibberish you're just saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again for a whole hour is that really prayer? prayer is just being honest and pouring out your heart to the Lord it's like a common conversation the way I do I start off by just worshiping the Lord I just start off with worship thanking Him just loving him, telling him how much I love him. Then I repent of my sins because, my God, I sin. You're like, what, pastor, you sin? Yeah, I do. I'm a straight-up sinner. You're like, dang. If you sin, I'm really messed up. But I'm saved by Grace. So after I repent, right, after I repent, then I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me. It's like I take my car to get plugged in. I have an electric car to get plugged in every day. That's what I want, Lord, plug me in. I want to get powered up. I want to walk in the Spirit. I want to produce the fruit of the Spirit. I want to speak in the Spirit. I don't want to speak words that are going to bring death. I pray for wisdom and guidance. And then I start praying for my family. And I start praying for my church, you. My leaders, my pastors' needs, right? Then I pray. Just got to. Do it. Then I just sit there, and just allow the Lord to speak, whatever it may be. That's my prayer time. Sometimes it's a short time. Sometimes a long time. Just to me, I don't box it in. To me, that's the devil. Ain't religious. That's what we were taught. Oh, you gotta pray an hour, brother. But yeah, those people—they're not even here anymore because they just say the same thing. They're gibberish. It's about pouring out your heart, being intimate, being real, being authentic. Are you hearing me? You understand what I'm saying, right? And then, and then I pray God's word sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I just get out scriptures and I just start praying God's word, whether it be healing or whether it be strength, whether it be for wisdom, whether it be for Holy Spirit. I have certain topics that I've written down over the years that I, I just start praying. Our promises, whatever the case may be, whatever I feel for that moment that I need to pray for, I start praying God's word. God, you said in your word, right, you, you said. Right here in your word That not only me But my entire family Will be saved That's what you said In your word You promised me And your word does not come back void Right? I pray God Boom I start And, I, and there's areas Right? For God's plan There's a lot of uh, 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 Scriptures On the will of God for your life Maybe you need a crucial decision well, Lord, you said if I trust in you with all your with all my heart, and if I don't lean on my understanding, but if I acknowledge you in all my ways and everything that I do, you're gonna direct my path. That's what you said in your word. Because right now I got a lot of paths. Should I move? Should I take this job? Should I go here? Should I do that? Should I marry this person? What should I do? Right? But then I just go back to God's word. You're going to direct my path. Then I go back into worship. And I have a whole prayer list, prayer set list of worship songs. And boom, just, woo! my God. Are right, you hearing what I'm saying? That's, my, that's my, I'm just giving you my devotion time. Yours could be different. How you, it could be however you want. But the important thing is, is what? Yeah, let you do it. You could do it in the afternoon. Right? Your prayer closet doesn't necessarily have to be a closet. It could be a bathroom if it needs to be. It could be there at the warehouse in the back. I don't know, in the car, whatever the case may be. But the point is, is that we take time and we're just opening our heart to the Lord. So tonight, that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. We're going to seek the Lord. And here's the thing that I want to challenge you in. Let tonight not be a night where I'm just going to pray and then I'm good. That's not what it's all about. Tonight is to develop a, a hunger to continue to pray every day this year. Even if it's just five minutes. Hey, that's awesome. That's powerful. But every day you make a commitment. You set a time. And this is top priority. More than anything else, this is number one. Because the byproduct of me praying is I'm going to be a godly husband. I'm going to be a godly father. I'm going to be a godly man. The byproduct of me praying is I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to be led by the spirit of God. So close your eyes, lift up your hands. Come on, from all over this place. Come on, just close your eyes, lift up your hands. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viocino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.